0: Increased a lot over this past. I started TikTok roughly in the end of July. So what is that? Four or five months. Um, my faith has increased exponentially, honestly, because like I said, you got to spend time filling yourself up. Now, if you go out and present something that's potentially contradictory to what people believe, you have to be ready to defend it. So that spent that took me spending time in the word, hours and hours in the word, watching sermons, making sure I'm not presenting a false gospel or false message also getting revelation that he's revealed to me that people might not understand and presenting it to him in a way so my faith has increased a lot honestly although it's also taking a hit because at the flip side of that when somebody's attacking you or you have several people attacking you for what you say you're like oh am I really doing what God has called me to do and so it's like, I got to spend time in prayer. I got to spend time in worship. But I got to spend time in reading to just make sure. And then it'll be crazy. I'll pray about something and then I'll have a conversation with somebody else that doesn't know anything about what's going on in my TikTok world. And it'll give me affirmation or it'll just give me clarity and insight and things like that. So it's definitely been a gift. Um, doing TikTok also helps me stay accountable with myself and my own personal walk. I don't want to preach a hypocritical message. So it's like... I want people to realize that, no, I'm not perfect. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to live in a way that God has called me to live and own up to it. So definitely sell my faith real.
1: No, that's that definitely dope. Um, definitely want to talk about you saying, you know, um, the, the I guess the criticism that you get, you know, when you post certain things, you know, I guess my first question is one, how do you deal with it? um yeah basically yeah let's start there how do you deal with those criticism that you do get
0: so i had a friend of mine who asked me like how do how do i do with criticism and i always tell him like the first thing i want to do is be humble i don't want to automatically assume that i'm right right so like i don't want to feel like i'm at a point where oh because i have x amount of followers i don't need to listen to what you're saying because you don't have a couple handful right so i was like all right i'm gonna to listen to what you say i'm genuinely hear you out, right? And then I'm going to go do my research, and I'm going to come back and we'll discuss scripture. The most important thing I feel like the, the Christian community lacks is just discussion over scripture. It'll help build your faith, and I don't think having a different opinion on that is going to be wrong. So for me, it's like if I'm getting a lot of criticism, if it's a significantly overwhelming amount, it's like, okay, am I preaching a message that is really not according to the gospel? Or on the flip side of that, one thing I noticed is I feel like the church isn't preaching certain messages that conflict with what people are doing because they know how people react. So it's like, I'm preaching a message that somebody might not have heard before and they don't necessarily know how to feel about it. And it kind of goes against what they think and what the church has been telling them. So it's like, like I said, the most important thing is remaining humble though. I always want to hear somebody's out. I always want to look at the scripture, analyze the scripture, go to the context, understand what they're saying, and then making sure that I'm not misinterpreting scripture and everything like that. So I don't view criticism as a bad thing. It's always a a reflection of self. It's a chance for me to grow and grain understanding if somebody is saying hey you're wrong like I tell people all the time I'm not afraid to admit I'm wrong because ultimately my pride can be thrown to the side if it's a case of like salvation or increasing in my spiritual walk so it's like I don't want to be I don't want to I don't want to be the person who's always right I just want to know truth right so if my if I think I'm right but uh the truth says something else the bible says something else then by all means I'll say I apologize i will make a video correcting or explaining what I said
1: no, no, that that is definitely dope, and I definitely seen that, um, seen that on your page. And being that, I want to ask: you, What's the most controversial thing that you had to address on TikTok? And my <laughs> was controversial if, if you don't mind
0: sharing? Uh, there's a couple, but the top two that come to mind would be sinless with Christ. And so when I say that, it's like. I always tell people, like, stop calling your, yourself a sinner. That's where the name John the Saint comes from. Like, Paul always addresses the church and the members of the church as saints. I don't want people to get it, I, identify themselves as a sinner because we identify ourselves with Christ, and in Christ, there was no sin. So, like, um, First Peter 4, 1 through 2 talks about how um, if you sacrifice the flesh, if you deny the flesh, then you cease to sin and then this natural life will do the will of the Father. I'm paraphrasing. And then Jude 124 talks about how Christ has the ability to keep you from stumbling and from falling. So I tell people, like, if you read 1 John 3, it talks about if you're born of God, like sin does not live in you, like you cannot sin. And so I always tell people, like, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to sin as a Christian. Like if you rely on Christ to keep you from sin, then that'll that'll help help your walk exponentially like once i started preaching that i noticed like oh a shift in my walk like not identifying with sin the more you identify with sin the more likely you are to stumble and then like like i just don't for me i don't see a point in jesus dying for our sin, so we still have to be bound to it and still have to struggle with the same thing over and over and over again and the second thing is about the salvation thing where it talks about being justified by faith and grace through jesus christ alone Versus being justified by works or baptism, because there are scriptures that were like uh, like Mark 16, 16, where it says, if you believe and you are baptized, you shall be saved. If you believe not, you shall be condemned. And so it's um, those two topics. I just have to like clarify what I mean and clarify what I'm saying. And those topics have been really, really interesting for me to really try and understand and grapple with and pray about and do my research on.
1: Uh, they, they definitely so interesting topic and you just have me thinking with the first one you're saying in regards to um sin or if people identify themselves as sin as a sinner versus a saint um it has me thinking because i just read this post um uh, maybe yesterday i think i read this post yesterday um with this pastor saying that nowadays um christians are making it okay to live with a sin or it's okay like, that's like that's part of life to slip but uh-huh. and now hearing you explaining like yeah you shouldn't be identified with and we should be trying to get away from saying you know the more you become like christ the less we should sin the less we should do certain things that does not glorify god that's quite interesting though that's that's true though you're just you're right
0: mm-hmm. and that's uh that's what i'm saying when it comes to like things that the church doesn't preach because i feel like so many people in the church are afraid to say hey like okay It says we're called to judge those within and not those without, right? So it's like, if I see my brother who's over here sinning, I'm like, bro, that's not okay. But the church is not addressing that. They're like, okay, well, you know, he forgives us anyways. He loves you. His grace is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, his grace is sufficient for you. Like, it's okay. Like, he can keep this area instead of actually trying to address it from a biblical lens and not judge and be like, oh, I'm holier than you because I don't do what you're doing. But it's like, no, like, Jesus didn't come and die for us just so we could still live in our sin. So, Paul talks about that a lot in Romans.
1: No, that's great. That's great. So being the fact that, you know, I see you explaining a lot about the church, could, you know, could be better in terms of how they spread the gospel. So my question to you is, like, how would you, like, if you can write a letter to the church, you know, how would you, you know, write that letter? What would you want the church to do different that can help, you know, new believers or current believers to grow in their journey?
0: There's a mix, honestly. Um, The one thing I've noticed for sure is a lot of people who claim to be Christian don't even read their Bible. And so um, there's a lot of people who are dependent on the church to even explain what the Bible means and things like that. And so there's a lot of people who feel like they don't have to go to church. They feel like that Christian is just a title. So I think the first thing to do to have the church say, read your Bible. scripture says to study and show yourself approved. How are you gonna know what the church is preaching is accurate if you yourself don't even know what the Bible says, right? So I think that people don't place emphasis on sticking to the Bible because ultimately if it's not from the Bible, it's not it's not on a matter in terms of your salvation and your eternity. And so I don't believe that the church places emphasis it's like okay I get this word for a little bit on Sunday I go through the rest of the week maybe hop in Bible study Wednesday or whenever you go and then it's like I live my life however I want it's like no it's like this is a daily thing so how can you know how Christ lived if you don't open up the book how can you know what Christ said how can you know the keys the victory that you were promised the promises of God all kinds of scriptures that are promised to Christians so I'm like I get so many questions and I'm like bro like these are all in the bible you're coming to me but i don't want you to come to me ultimately i want you to go to the bible and research for yourself because like i said once again the church could be wrong i could be wrong i can miss it in a topic so i want people i want the church to get back to um having people read the bible and then secondly it would be just being more truthful about the things that christians go through a lot of people believe that christianity is going to be something that is just guarantees them happiness and life and just like everything good is just going to automatically happen to them because they're christian it's like no paul talks about how we're going to be persecuted jesus says that the world hates you just know that they hated me first like it, it's a sacrifice to walk with christ but it's worth it the joy that we get comes from doing what he says it doesn't come from oh i just believe in him there's a faith that the demons have they believe in god right but they don't produce the works that that true faithfulness comes from um the other day i heard on the sermon faithfulness always produces fruitfulness right so it's like if your faith isn't producing fruit, then how can you say that you're a true Christian? Part of being a true Christian, once again, reading your Bible, attending a church to where you can be around a body of believers who can encourage you in your walk and tell you, hey, you need to do this or you don't need to do that, right? So I think the church needs to be more truthful, holding us accountable and just pushing people to really drive and build their own relationship by reading the Bible and spending time in prayer. No, I 100% agree with
1: you. That's that's something I do with every day. Just realizing, understanding that you know it's gonna be it's tough being a Christian, especially as a black man. Um, mm-hmm. That it's just gonna to be tough, you know, and it's just part of the journey of being a Christian. Not everybody's gonna agree with you, and not everybody's going to be on your side. Understand where you're coming from, and that's just part of you know leveling up as a part of growing. Um, so, being that as said, you know, I'm sure you, you know you get a lot of questions from new converts. You know, I see that on TikTok, like anybody somehow it's either that they either knew or they just got introduced to it. Um, how would you recommend someone to like? You know, like how would you talk to somebody? You know, under the steps they need to do. You know, they just accept Christ or they just came a lot, you your TikTok and heard you speak and they you know they get a life path. How would you direct them to go from there forward?
0: So I always tell people, like, being a Christian means to be Christ-like. So when it comes to reading your Bible, I'm going to encourage you to read. And I'm going to tell you to start in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Once you read about Jesus, understand who he was, and then realize that's who we're trying to emulate, I encourage them to go hop into Romans. Romans is my favorite book of the Bible, so Romans just has a lot of keys on how we are supposed to live as Christians, and then I encourage them to find a church home, and I understand that church hurt is very real. I understand that there's crooked passages and everything like that, so I tell them, pray about a church home. The first thing that you should look for when it comes to a church home is, are they preaching the gospel? The second thing is, are the members showing the love of Christ that? Christians are supposed to have the number one identifying trait as a Christian is love because God is love right so if the the church atmosphere lacks love it's clicky and they don't welcome you you doesn't feel like home then you shouldn't be in that environment so